Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022, and that means it's DCA Wednesday. Are you ready to stack those sats? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. We certainly have a lot more to talk about than we did during last week's rushed episode. But first, did you go to Miami? Were you at Bitcoin 2022 or maybe just some of the surrounding events? Did you just go to party? Okay, well, my big question is, well, as you know, I was unable to attend, unfortunately, so I honestly don't know the answer. But from what I'm seeing on Twitter, it seems like a lot of people came away kind of burnt out, or at least that's the impression I got from all the whiny podcasts I listened to just the in the last couple of days. Um, so did you have a great time or did it just get like a little old having that many family members packed together in such close proximity? Because, uh, well, for example, uh, well, on Cafe Bitcoin's podcast right after the right after the conference, they spent probably the first half of the show complaining about all of those who were upset about uh, Natalie Brunell for whatever reason. Apparently, Bitcoiners are dividing off into anti-Natalie and pro-Natalie factions for whatever reason. Um, so that was a little off-putting. And then, of course, immediately on Pomp's podcast, Pomp and Udi complained for an entire episode about Bitcoin maxis and how horrible they are. And basically, they alluded that most Bitcoin maxis were originally ICO scammers turned Bitcoin scammers or something along those lines that was horribly offensive. I listened to as much of that podcast as I could stomach um, before I, I stopped. So maybe uh, maybe they said, just kidding, halfway through the podcast or whatever. But um, for whatever reason, they decided to spend the first podcast after Bitcoin 2022 uh, bitching about Bitcoiners. And then there was even someone complaining that the whole thing was just too commercial and that uh, how dare someone as who would hold himself out as you know a Bitcoin pleb like Matt O'Dell be involved in something so quote unquote commercial. So maybe that's just a really bad example. Unfortunately, I didn't get to attend, but it just, um, I couldn't wait for all the podcasts to come out since I wasn't able to attend the conference and the first, like first three or four podcasts that came out post-conference I listened to were all just so negative. Uh, it leaves you missing the good old days, apparently. Um, hopefully we're not going into a dark new era in Bitcoin where everybody is going to factionalize and balkanize. Uh, it makes you miss the always upbeat Adam Meister, who, while uh, he may or may not be doing his podcast anymore, did retweet a pretty stellar tweet from twenty thousand or from 2016, where he uh, was saying basically, uh, don't waste your money on season's tickets. It was Magic Johnson or whatever was promoing, um, putting a deposit down to buy season tickets for the LA Rams, and that... Um, he was saying that take that hundred dollars and and basically buy a quarter of a bitcoin. Can you imagine buying a quarter of a bitcoin for a hundred dollars? And that was 
That was just six years ago. So, hey, Adam, if you're listening, um, I hope you keep up with your show. I know you, you probably need a break, but man, we need some upbeat voices right now. All right, well, we have a lot more to talk about, but first, did you BTFD? Because Bitcoin dipped all the way down to 39,000, something like 39,100 in the last couple of days. It seems like the last two years in a row, we haven't had a conference pump. We'd have we'd had a conference dump, and we certainly got a conference dump uh, this year. Um, and while this show is about dollar cost average, that does not include buying the freaking dip. Hopefully you took advantage of that because naturally by the time we got around to recording this podcast, Bitcoin has already recovered several thousand dollars. Um, so even if you're out there dollar cost averaging and, and if we BTFD, if we buy the dip, um, since this is since this podcast is hypo testing um, the thesis of dollar cost averaging, we're not going to include any of that in our stack. But that doesn't mean you can't. And hopefully you got in on that $39,000 Bitcoin because it's a little bit more than that right now. Which leads us into the vital statistics. Currently, uh, we're sitting at a block height of 731749 Bitcoin is up to $41,315. That's 2420 sats per cuckbuck. And that means if you wanted to buy Bitcoin, it's going to cost you 20.91 ounce gold coins to pull that off. Uh, and that's... Um, a little bit cheaper than our last DCA. Well, that's $2,000 cheaper than we purchased last Wednesday. But had you caught that dip in between, you could have picked up some coin for $39,000. So um, that's pretty cool. Hopefully you took advantage of that opportunity. The mempool currently has five blocks to clear. There's 2,512 transactions pending. So some of those must be fairly large transactions. One sat per byte will still clear within a day. Although it says that it estimates that it's going to take 10 sats per byte to guarantee that you're in the next block. Uh, that was 11 last week. That's still nothing compared to where we were during the 2017 bull run when fees got so ridiculously high. Of course, it's alleged that there were some particularly uh, not to be named bad actors who were uh, trying to promote a fork of Bitcoin at the time that were spamming the network to drive up transaction fees to... Uh, basically justify the use case for their fork. Uh, so, and also we didn't have SegWit yet. So uh, transaction prices, transaction fees will be cheaper anyway. Hopefully we'll never see that $50 transaction BS again. We are a mere 59 blocks away from our next difficulty adjustment. If you're a miner, a home miner, difficulty is about to go down between 0.86 and 1.2%, depending on where you get your info. So hopefully... You know what, 10 hours now, sometime in the next day, uh, difficulty is going to go down a bit. Last week, it went up by a whopping 4.1%. Um, and so apparently that some of that, maybe that was a little bit of an overshoot. Um, but currently blocks are averaging 10 minutes and 7 seconds. And that's just a tiny bit longer than the 10-minute average. So that's why we're going to have a slight downward difficulty adjustment, um, although it could be negligible by the time those last 59 blocks get mined. I almost forgot to mention my most favorite statistic, and that is the 24-hour transaction rate. And that is humming along at 3.21 transactions per second on-chain. 
And as you know, I'm a firm believer that anytime we stay above three transactions per second, that's a sign of healthy on-chain activity, and we've seen better prices. Whenever we dip below, and we haven't dipped below three transactions per second for a while, at least not on Wednesdays when we've been doing our podcast, uh, it's been a couple months since we saw 2.95 transactions per second, but as long as we stay above 3.0 transactions per second, in my experience, and I'm, that's, I'm not really a, a TA guy, but that's one thing I've noticed is that uh, when we see, uh, you know, when we're trending towards Bitcoin's maximum on-chain capacity, uh, well, that means there's more activity on-chain, which more activity usually means uh, purchasing demand, and with the supply of Bitcoin reducing, the, the amount of Bitcoin available for purchasing on exchanges has continued to trend downward, etc. As Bitcoin becomes more and more illiquid, that means that demand is going up, supply is going down, so usually that would indicate number go up. Uh, one other fun fact that I uh, find amusing is that uh, one Bitcoin will now buy you 2,476.9 Papa John's pizzas. We have come a long way from the day when Laszlo spent 10,000 Bitcoin on two Papa John's pizzas, so that's just a fun, a fun number. Uh, I may or may not continue to track that, maybe create some graphs for Twitter or whatever, because uh, that's a fun metric. I think one day uh, we'll, we'll be, well, we always celebrate Pizza Day anyway, right? So uh, we'll see. For now, uh, I'm toying with the idea of creating a new show metric that we'll do every week, and that would be the uh, Bitcoin in Papa John Pizza's graph or whatever metric. Okay, well, again, did you buy the dip? Hopefully you did, because it looks like Bitcoin's on the way back up. Uh, who knows? Uh, you, you know, Bitcoin can go either way, but uh, and it seems like Wednesdays for our podcast, we always miss the dip. So, um, of course, you never really miss the dip if you DCA, because the whole premise of dollar cost averaging is you smooth out the highs and the lows, and you just buy consistently. We led into last week's episode with a quote, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I think it was last week's, with a Ronald Reagan quote where he basically, it's a really famous quote where he said, in this present crisis, government is not the solution to the problem, government is the problem. And nothing could potentially illustrate that more than Joe Biden's completely chaotic executive order, which finally came out, where it seems like he has ordered virtually every government agency to come up with a regulation or recommendations on Bitcoin. Literally every conceivable government agency is going to have their fingers in the pie. What possible way could you make the regulatory environment any more of a cluster than putting 12 different chefs in the, uh, in the room and tell them to make a soup? And that can only go wrong. I mean, if you want to see Bitcoin regulation turn into a day at the MVD or the DMV, depending on what state you're in, uh, they're on track to pull that off. Also in the news, last week at this time, all the rumors were that, uh, well, Jack Mahler's was teasing heavily uh, by tweeting out all kinds of Apple stuff. So the rumors were that Apple was going to partner with Strike for Bitcoin Lightning payments, and that was wrong. But Jack, uh, Jack Mallers did have a pretty exciting announcement where he announced that they are partnering with Shopify, NCR, and Blackhawk uh, to allow merchants to accept Bitcoin payments. And while some people were poo-pooing that announcement because, again, 
Bitcoin's only going to be the payment rail here, so these merchants might be accepting U.S. dollars, um, and that's not good enough for for some people. Uh, you know, it would be nice to see a Bitcoin circular economy, but remember just a couple of years ago, I mean, maybe you haven't been around enough to remember the Bitcoin Jesus days. Uh, I'm not even going to mention his real name because he's such a jerk, but um, his big thing and all of Bitcoin's big push was uh, payments integration you know, going around one-on-one getting individual merchants to accept Bitcoin, you know, buy Bitcoin, spend Bitcoin, uh, you know, spend and replace uh, was the big mantra. And this is going to allow you to do it because between those partners, that's going to cover the majority of merchant solutions in the United States. NCR, of course, is the largest point of service, um, you know, POS machine supplier. Uh, You know, lots of mom and pop shops have the square terminals but when it comes to all the big companies, when it comes to like Chipotle or any major company, the vast majority of them, and I don't have the number, but it's like 80% use NCR machines. So that uh, is pretty cool. Also Shopify now, allegedly this is already live. I haven't checked it, but according to the release, quote unquote, eligible US Shopify merchants are now able to receive Bitcoin payments from customers globally. And then of course, Blackhawk payments uh, Blackhawk is a payments processing firm that qu- delivers, quote, branded payment solutions through p- prepaid products. And that's things like uh, gift cards and customer rewards programs, loyalty programs. So that's pretty exciting that that's going to have lightning integration as well. This is progress. Uh, and it's it's literally that just fulfilled the dream of, I'm not going to say his name, and all those people who their sole focus was spending Bitcoin at merchants. Also in the news, uh, 60 Minutes did an entertaining but somewhat pedestrian piece on Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador on El Zante. Uh, in general, I thought it was it was a pretty good piece. I think that seems to be the general sentiment. They did end it with a little bit of FUD. They had a President Bukele critic in there, um, and they had a very misleading chart where it showed all the way up to the all-time high in years and then stretched out the second half of the chart to be just from the all-time high to now, um, taking what would normally be a recovery number go up trend from the dip after the all-time high to basically making it look flatlined. And then they shaded it red. That half was shaded red as well as if, you know, like red alert, like this bad red. Also completely ignoring the fact that Bitcoin's worth $41,000 right now. I mean, that's just insane to some of us. I mean, again, look back at the Adam Meister podcast where he was you know, buying a quarter of a Bitcoin for $100. If you don't follow him, you need to follow Adam Meister. He's at TechBalt on Twitter, at T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, as in Technology Baltimore. Uh, He is um, the Bitcoin Meister on YouTube. He has a backup channel as well. Um, Who knows whether he's going to post on YouTube ever again, but um, I'm sure he will probably because the last year he was sponsored by Bitcoin 2022 to do a weekly This Week in Bitcoin show and someone's going to pick him up because he's just a ball of energy and a lot of fun to listen to because he's always upbeat. He always puts things into perspective. And Adam, if you're listening out there, hopefully you get some rest uh, and you get back in the saddle because I know you say every time people complain that you went away, you didn't really go away. You're on Twitter, but we're not saying you went away, but we really, really need your optimism, especially if we're going to go a few years sideways or, or even enter a crypto winter in between having cycles, it's always great to have that cheery voice of yours. Uh, at least 
once a week. I mean, it was great when it was every day on your one Bitcoin show, but at least once a week. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's about time to get back to why we're here. And that is to test out dollar cost averaging, to add to our stack. Uh, I saw on Reddit yesterday, someone was talking about DCA. Um, again, it was another another one of those questions of, am I too late and how much should I invest? And somebody replied, DCA. You need, and several people replied, you need a DCA. And the OP replied, what is DCA? Well, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. How people DCA is an individual choice. It's up to you. It's up to what you can afford to do and up to what your, your priorities are. For example, though, we chose uh, $20 as our equal portion and we chose Wednesdays as our regular interval. And we chose $20 because that is not a lot of money to most of the people who listen to this podcast. Uh, you can spend $20 on two beers now. Uh, it'll be one beer before too long with the way inflation is going. So $20 is, is something that even people without a lot of money should be able to scrounge up once a week. And we chose weekly because that's pretty standard uh, for people that make investments. A lot of people DCA whenever they get their paycheck. So some people get paid weekly, some people get paid um, bi-weekly. Again, this is an up to you kind of thing. The important thing is that you pick a dollar amount and you invest it at a set regular interval. And there are numerous services out there that'll let you automate that um, so you don't even have to think about it. As you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I like to stare at prices all day long and I like to press buy manually. So I do not automate. And of course I'm doing a podcast, so it makes sense to do the stack while I'm recording. But, um, you know, we use the cash app and they'll let you just automate this so you can set it, forget it. Obviously you've probably heard the Swan Bitcoin commercials where they have automated DCA. There's lots of options for automated DCA. If you can buy Bitcoin from an app, chances are they'll let you set up an automatic purchase. And that is the point. But again, this needs to be a long-term play. It needs to be a, a, an amount that you can invest regularly, in our case, weekly. Uh, and it should be money that you're not going to need anytime soon because uh, my firm belief is that Bitcoin's going to continue at least for a little while longer to run in these four-year cycles. And um, even if it does not, throughout Bitcoin's entire history, it's had a tremendous annualized return um, I forget what the number is, something like 140%, just some number that's awesome, some number that's better than any other possible investment. And so sometimes Bitcoin goes down, but in the long run, Bitcoin has always gone higher. Obviously, we're sitting here at $41,000, and that is, you know, while it's below the all-time high, um, just two years ago, Bitcoin was still there were still people feeling like they got burnt buying at 17,000 when it hit almost 20 and then went back down to all the way down to three before this latest run. So again, you do you, do your own research, pick an app a or, or, a, or, a, or a, a brokerage firm that's going to allow you to withdraw your Bitcoin. Uh, almost everybody will do that with the exception of PayPal and uh, I don't know if Rob, I think Robinhood will allegedly with, let you withdraw. Maybe that's coming soon, TM. I think one of the announcements of Bitcoin 2020 was that, or 2022, was that Robinhood was going to integrate Lightning too. So uh, we'll stay away from Robinhood for now, but we'll reserve judgment on them to see if they really allow Lightning withdrawals, because that would be cool. But we're going to use the Cash App, 
And that is because Cash App is so darn easy and also because Cash App's owned by, you know, Jack Dorsey and he's been nothing but good for this space. People gave him a lot of well, a lot of flack because he was the founder of Twitter, but pretty much everything that's got people upset about Twitter was done after he was kind of forced out the first time. Obviously, he's out of Twitter again. Um, so Twitter's his own beast. Everything that Jack's done at Square, or I guess which is Block, now has been just fantastic. So we're going to use the Cash App, both because it's so easy and because we're going to support Jack as long as he supports Bitcoin. One of the cool things I like about Cash App is that I don't keep any money on Cash App, but they'll let me add it instantly. I use Cash App for two things. I use it for stacking Bitcoin, and I use it for stacking Bitcoin when I make purchases because they also gave me a free debit card, and there are boosts on there, and I don't have a Bitcoin boost right now. But last week, I had two Bitcoin boosts. I had a 10% back in Bitcoin on any purchase and a 5% back on Bitcoin on any restaurant purchase. So... I went to a restaurant and I loaded money on my cash app and paid for it, got 5% in Bitcoin. And I went to, I was actually another restaurant, uh, but we went out with friends. So it was a huge tab and I used my 10% back in Bitcoin and I stacked sats uh, for free on money I was going to spend anyway, just because I instantly loaded up my cash app debit card with money from my regular checking account and, and made a purchase at a restaurant I was already at. So this is this episode and in fact none of our episodes are are sponsored by cash app i just love them so do your own research pick an app that you don't that 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 suits your needs if you don't already have an app there is a referral code in the show notes and if you sign up for cash app uh using that referral node uh you'll get some free money for doing so we'll get some free money as well and that'll help us both out so consider using cash app if you if you haven't made your choice already and if it's available to you and if you do please use that referral note click on that referral in the show notes below uh, wherever you're listening if you're listening on apple Podcasts, just scroll down um, and click on there's a there's a couple of referral codes on the bottom and click on that cash app one and that'll help support us and hey you'll get some free dinero so that's pretty cool all right like i said i don't keep any money on my cash app but all i have to do is add money add twenty dollars and it is instantly available for purchase. And then you scroll over, don't scroll over, but you just tap the little Bitcoin logo in the bottom right-hand corner, purchase, buy. This time, $20 is an option. If you've been listening, you know that sometimes it'll just let me tap $20. Sometimes it's like five, 10, 25, 50, and 20 is not an option, so I just manually enter 20. This time, 20 is an option. Click next, and then it's gonna ask us to confirm, and you click confirm, and voila, we just purchased. 47,418 more sats. And uh, the price went down a tiny bit since the beginning of the show. What, it was 41,315 when I started yapping. And we purchased for $41,229.07. Again, that's about $2,000 less than last last Wednesday. So even though it's up from the dip, um, we are driving our average purchase price down. So what does that work out to? Last week, um, our last week our average cost basis was forty seven thousand seven hundred forty six dollars and six cents, and now our average cost basis is forty seven thousand five hundred eighty dollars and seventy seven cents. So um, that's down one hundred and sixty five dollars and twenty nine cents. So as long as Bitcoin stays down. Um, we are lowering our average cost basis, which is going to set us up nicely 
or not if it comes to paying capital gains tax on you know on that stack down the down the road but but hey uh we now have one million uh five hundred and ninety seven thousand two hundred and eighty four sats if bitcoin ever hits that magic one million dollar one million dollar mark that'll be fifteen thousand nine hundred seventy two dollars and eighty four cents for the bitcoin and that would be a heck of a return considering that we've invested $760. And, uh, and that's pretty cool. Again, this was only our 38th stack. Um, but I think even though we're way too early to judge whether dollar cost averaging is, is a success or failure, maybe even way too early to judge whether Bitcoin is a success or failure, I think we've shown that if you only, even if you only have 20 bucks uh, and you're worried that you don't have enough money to get started, uh, well, our $20 is now $760, and we've been doing this less than a year. So that's, um, so that's, that's pretty cool. And I think um, while $20 would be arguably not very much money to most people, even in the United States, an extra $760 is, is real money. And if you find yourself in Africa or some small town in Central America, if you're buying pupusas and El Zante, $760 that's real money. That's that's significantly more than the average family lives off in a month, in a lot of places. So, um, so it adds up fast. So at least we have proven that. Um, and that is all I have off the top of my head. I really, I really hope all the negativity that I've seen in the podcasts coming right out of Bitcoin twenty twenty was just that Thanksgiving effect where, you know, people spend an entire week in Miami partying. And then maybe they got on each other's nerves or for or, or what, and it's just time to go home and relax. Maybe if, hopefully everybody's going to get cheery again because um, because we need it, and especially without Adam Meister out there right now with his weekly dose of cheeriness on his podcast. Um, guys, get over it. We're all on the same team. Uh, I don't care that Natalie, Natalie Brunel was a uh, journalist who just happens to be um, not bad looking. Uh, I want. In college, I had a poster in my dorm, and it. This was before things got politically correct, but it was so. It was funny. It was. It wasn't meant to be politically correct, but nowadays it would be, and it was uh, something to the extent of a a female of the Homo sapien species uh, who is subjectively subjectively judged to be of desirable physical proportions, or something along those lines, um, and apparently people. Uh, have been complaining that she's just some good-looking reporter that's barged her way in and is now dominating, um, you know, the Bitcoin media space. And, uh, dude, that doesn't matter. Whether it's right or wrong, that doesn't matter. You know, we're on the same team. If if someone's out there promoting Bitcoin and you think they might have an unfair advantage or they're, or they're new and they shouldn't deserve to be able to get to be in the limelight, you know, hey, we were all new. There's not many of us that were Hal Finney, you know, none of us were the first person to run Bitcoin core. So, um, guys, let's get over it and let's be happy. Okay. You know, what was it? The saying from the LA riots, can't we all just get along or Bill Clinton, I feel your pain. Um, well, that's about it for this week. Hopefully you are joining us and following along. If not, at least hopefully you're getting some entertainment out of this. Uh, if you are enjoying it, there's a number of ways you can support the podcast. As I already mentioned, you can click that Cash App referral link if you're not already a Cash App member. You can also support us directly through anchor.fm 
their support link. That should be in the show notes as well. We've also pasted a base32 Bitcoin address in the notes if you'd like to contribute. You could tip us on Twitter. Uh, I've even written a couple of books, including Understanding Bitcoin for Noobs. Uh, that's one of the books I've written that are available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you buy my book, I think I wrote that in 2017. I don't remember when I wrote it. It's been out there a while. I guess I probably need to update it because there's some stuff in there about paper wallets and things that, you know, you shouldn't use paper wallets anymore. So it's about time for an upgrade. But hey, um, that's not the only book I wrote. And if you if you want to support me, that's just one of the ways you can do so. But either way, thank you for listening. And keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.